0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: That's where I want to be, and I feel fortunate that I have another opportunity to play and you know try to help the team win and improve you know, myself.
0: What is up, everyone? Thank you once again for tuning in. The Golden Edge podcast. You heard from Brandon Peary right at the top there. Brandon Peary is he's back. back. <laughs> I will let you do that. I will not sing it. I'll just say that he's back. Brandon Peary... Is the most talked about player on the Golden Knights over the last month, for sure.
2: Our long local nightmare is over. Brandon Peary is back from Chicago.
0: Everybody can breathe easy once again as Brandon Peary has returned. But thank you guys for tuning in. We'll get into so much of the Brandon Peary saga as we roll along on this podcast. But thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in every single week. Thank you guys for making us still the number two podcast in the world. We're still trying to move up. That's fine. We'll get there eventually. Maybe talking about Brandon Peary, having Brandon Peary sound today that'll help us for sure we know what you guys want we do so and and it's thanks to you and your incredible listening habits tuning in with us that we are able to come to you live from these luxurious review journal podcast studios each and every week so we thank you for that tell your friends subscribe comment if you like it do all those things wherever you get your podcast, and we appreciate you guys tuning in but Ben, first of all, how are you doing, sir?
2: I'm doing great, you know. It's an exciting Monday uh, afternoon here in the luxurious Review Journal Studios. We're going <laughs> to talk about Brandon Peary and the Golden Knights' con- continued surge. Six wins in a row now after watching them beat the New Jersey Devils 3-2 yesterday.
0: Nine straight games with a point. Yeah, And
2: yeah. they are tied atop the Western Conference standings as we sit today. Though other teams have a lot of games in hand against them.
0: And completely rolling at home as they did as they did last year. They're doing that once again. So a lot of success for the Golden Knights to get into. And uh, we'll do that. And we'll start with talking about Brandon Peary being back. Now, there's a lot of things that go into this. We've rehashed it time and time again. We'll do it once again of why Brandon Peary was sent down. But right now, he is back up. And I think a lot of people are excited to see that. Uh, but it... Usually when these things happen, it's because it's at the expense of somebody else. And right now, will Carrier hurt or sick, sick, as we heard? Who knows what that means? Because we know when Max Pacioretty, quote, wasn't feeling well, that was an injury. So we hear Will Carrier sick. We'll, I guess, go with that for right now. Riley Smith appeared to get hurt last night. And again, this is Monday uh, as we're taping this. He appeared to get hurt last night. He's day to day. But that does leave a space Uh, with the roster transaction of Carrier going to IR for Brandon Perry to come back. So he is up right now, and we'll see where he slots into the lineup. But the bottom line is people are happy that he's here for sure. The fans have been demanding this for the last, what, three days since he was gone? And, uh, And now he's back.
2: Yeah, he got sent down on Friday to make room for Max Pacioretty to come back from injured reserve. So he only got to play one game with the Chicago Wolves, but scored a goal. Of course he did, because that's all Brandon Perry seems to do is score goals. He has six goals in seven games of the Knights this season, as well as three assists. He was playing mostly on the second line before. I'm pretty sure he'll slot right back into that second line again. Gerard Gallant did say he will play against the New York Rangers tomorrow at T-Mobile Arena, so he's sliding right back into the lineup like he never missed a beat.
0: Yeah, I don't think they would call him up if they weren't gonna if he wasn't gonna play. I think that's the bottom line. You don't waste you know, days on the roster or um, anything like that if he's not going to go. So he's up, he's going to go. I think that is an interesting question, though. Where does he play? You know, if Riley Smith is hurt and we, you know, based on, what would you say? Based on what you heard today, I would say he's not playing tomorrow.
2: I would guess he's not playing tomorrow because I think you call up Brandon Peary because you need a top six forward. And we've talked about this a lot. Brandon Peary, as a goal scorer, needs to be, in a top role in your lineup. So if you're really just trying to replace Will Carrier, Brandon Peary doesn't really do that for you. But putting Will Carrier on IR opens up a spot for Brandon Peary to come in. And if you think Riley Smith doesn't need to go on injured reserve, doesn't need to miss a full week, you can have Peary fill in for a couple games for him and then he's he's got Three
0: more games until he would be uh, where he'd have to go on waivers if you send him back down. So you would expect he's only going to play two games right now. That's my thought. Now, if they need him more long term, he can do it, and then you're just committed to him for the rest of the year. But I, I think they're going to try to have him play two games and send him down again.
2: Right. So to rehash the kind of waiver situation, waiver watch with uh, Brandon. Peary. Oh, waiver watch. Although
0: he said he's not, he's not doing that. But he uh, said he's not. He he's, said he's, he is.
2: I'm sure. He, I'm sure his agent he, is. is. Of course. He As can't. he said, he pays a guy to worry about these things. So I'm sure his agent really is not talking to the Golden Knights about this. Uh, but with waiver watch, so they brought him up from the AHL, the American Hockey League, the minors. He has to. Be On the roster for a cumulative so it adds all the way up, he, the clock doesn't restart since they sent him back down and called him back up for a cumulative 30 days. Or if he plays in 10 NHL games, he cannot be sent back down to the minors without clearing waivers, which means he would be offered up basically to every NHL team. And if any NHL team wants to put him on their roster, they have that option. Yeah. So, so basically, they would risk losing him if he plays in three more games or spends, if my amateur math is correct, 17 more days on the roster. So the games is are much more pressing right now than the days on the roster.
0: Yeah, and that, you know, part of why they sent him down at Christmas, uh, which they didn't actually send him down for those that are, you know, I heard a lot of people talking about, like, oh, he's to fly back and forth and everything else. And yeah, he did because his family's still there. But I say he was already planning on flying right, back. Right, he was. His families in Chicago. He was already going to anyway. They sent him down just to to save those three days on the clock. I mean, that was that was the the basic gist of what they did. They were like, well, we can save three days right here. We don't have any practice or any games, so we'll take him off the roster, save those three days. But right now, it's the games much more so than the days, and he's getting close. He can play two. I expect him to play two. But I do think there's an interesting debate to have of where he plays. It would be on one of the top two lines. I think that you're of the belief they would move Alex Tuck up to the first line, put Pierre on the second line. I I would, if it was if me making the decision, I would probably put Pierre on the first line. I mean, I, I think the second line, the way that it's been going, has been incredible. And yes, that is a lot to do with Stastny making plays and everything else there, but I would not want to mess with that right now, the way that they are playing.
2: I think that's a fair point, but I think just he and Paul Stastny showed a lot of chemistry, when he was up here last time, and I think Stasny's the right kind of center for what Peary can do. Yeah. Is Stasny does a lot of dirty work, a lot of defensive work, and he's such a good passer that you can find Peary in the open ice and then set Peary up for shots, which is what Peary's here to do. He's here to take shots. He's here to try to score goals or create rebounds, and I think those two worked really well off each other the last stint when Peary was with the Golden Knights. But we'll see. It'll be intriguing. But either way, I do expect him in that top six tomorrow jargon kind of hinted well maybe he could play in the third line today yeah i don't think you call him up to play him on the third line i think he's in the top six
0: i would think so too so we'll see where he slots in uh but we did get to talk to brandon pierre you heard a little bit of it at the beginning uh but you know it also you know we mentioned he was already going to go back to chicago for christmas so he got to go go back and do that he got to spend christmas there but it actually worked out really well for him again because he was sent down this time just for a couple of days he wasn't sure how long it was going to be but it worked out really well because he got to experience a really nice moment in life while he was back in Chicago this weekend.
1: I, you know, I, you never want to get sent down, but it was, it was a great situation. It was my son's birthday party yesterday, so, I you know, that's a positive. I was really happy to be home for that. That's it's pretty special to be with my family. And then, you know, getting the call last night, it was, uh, you know, pretty cool. I got to share with my family, so that, that was special for us. You seem to be getting uh, the luck of the draw, being sent down. Uh, you know, here. Christmas first, now your son's birthday. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's positives to everything, and um,
0: yes. I I feel really lucky and fortunate yeah. to be able to go like, to yeah. my
1: son's birthday. So it's a big deal. It's the first one.
3: Is, is it kind of the nature of the job that just you get used to? Yeah, going absolutely. Back and forth. You know,
1: it's you know this team last year everyone was called the misfits, and probably this team more than any team has probably dealt with something like that. So you know, they understand they everyone's really good here and you know getting back everyone just laughs you know because a lot of guys have been through that before we haven't
3: i'm sorry we haven't seen obviously lines i'm sure i don't know if you have uh if you're not say skating with the same line can you do that i guess because that's always been the knock that you can't so to speak
1: i'm focusing on it if i'm playing tomorrow and whoever i'm playing with to play my game and you know, whoever that is, is, uh, you know, I think I had success because I was playing a strong 200-foot game, you know, doing the right thing in our own zone and, you know, getting rewarded on the other end. So regardless who I'm playing with, that's my
2: mentality going in.
0: So nice for Brandon Peary. He got to go home, experience the birthday for his, for his child with a lot of people there. A lot
2: of people. 45 people were at his son's first birthday party, which is a lot of attendees for someone who's actually not going to remember the party.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's probably video and st- like, hey, look how many people are there for your first birthday. But I d- have you I d- watched the birthday or
2: the video of your first birthday party?
0: Well, that was way before video <laughs> was around. Ben, thank you for the old joke. Well, I was I have not watched the
2: VHS of uh, Ben Goats's first birthday party. That do is you not have a- one? I'm sure I do. My parents were video camera people. Could we
0: do like a special? podcast where we just all sit around and watch the birthday and analyze it
2: i have to break it down like the a film
0: we'd have to get peary with us like he would have to come to and like analyze what he did for his kid's first birthday what you did but um yeah so you know good for brandon peary i'm sure he will not complain that he was sent down for a couple days but we will see what he does you know coming up it'll determine a lot for how long he stays around and everything else uh, that goes out how it plays out the rest of the season because once he plays three more games he's pretty much going to be here so we'll we'll monitor whether he just plays two or if he's around for a little bit longer, and that probably has a lot to do with the injury to Smith and the sickness, quote-unquote, for Will Carrier. Well, we talk about Brandon Peary's first, kid's first birthday party. Somebody else on the team just had another child, Papa Pacioretty. Max, Papa Pacioretty. Max Pacioretty has, what, fourth son? Four sons.
2: That's a lot shout out to his wife Katya. She's a she's the real MVP. She's a trooper. So they've
0: got a penalty kill unit. Absolutely. They they need a full five soon.
2: They don't have a goalie yet. They can work on that. Mm,
0: that's true. Unless well,
2: one of the sons wants to play goalie, but they feel like they're probably all too small for that yet. Yeah,
0: probably. So yeah, I mean they, they have still some work to do, but yeah, four four sons and Patriaretti. What a week. Game winning goal, you know, returns from injury, game winning goal, has a kid, game winning goal. I mean yeah. he didn't have the kid, but you know. He was there for it. He, that would have been even more impressive. He had to
2: rush back to make it to the hospital uh, after they're on the road in Anaheim on Friday. He rushed back to make sure he could be there with his wife uh, for the birth of their child. And then, of course, take care of the other three sons the next day while his wife was still in the hospital with their newborn son. So he had to make sure all his sons got fed. Uh, he, told today, uh, he told us That sounds impossible. He told us that he didn't cook because that's not his strong suit. So he <laughs> just ordered delivery and had delivery for himself and his three other sons so they could survive while he He's kind of rushing through everything.
0: That I could pull off, like having to try to organize dinner for like three kids. I could. There's no way I could ever do that. Yeah, he I think uh, was just pulled it off by the skin of his teeth there. But or can they? Can you order out macaroni and cheese? Like that's like that's what kids like, right? Yeah, if you I want think to get so. Fancy with it. I think that would work. I definitely could never make it. But I could I could order it from somewhere. I think I could pull that part off.
2: Yeah, but it was actually interesting to hear uh, Gerard Gallant talk after the win against I think the think Devils. Our, our
0: esteemed producer is shocked that I don't know how to make macaroni and cheese. I don't. I can't make anything. I can't make a it's peanut the butter box. And jelly There's sandwich. Instructions. There's instructions it's it's on the box, like three of them. My sa- Listen, I don't. No, nobody feel bad for our road trips because you know it, it's very fun to go on the road and cover the team. And everything else. Uh, there was a ho- the hotel had macaroni and cheese at the front desk. I was like, oh, I can do this in the room. No, I cannot. I, I the there's the sauce you, you pour, Easy Mac. I can't do it. You're it's, pouring the sauce. Easy in, is in the title. I know. Not for me. It's not a hard Mac. It's easy. Not for me. It's like there's powder, and then like the powder doesn't doesn't coagulate properly. It's it's a whole thing. You're making this way too complicated on yourself. Back to Max Patridi and enough of my ranting about Easy Mac and not being as easy as I was hoping. So Max Patridi is. Back from injury, he is playing incredibly well. I think a lot of that has to do with Paul Stastny and the way that he's playing and the, the way they're playing well together. But and Alex
2: Tuck, that all American line is actually skating together for one of the first times this season.
0: Yeah, and uh, what now? They've just played seven uh, games together. Have Patchreddie and, and Stastny and you know Tuck has been kind of the stalwart with them. That line has been incredibly effective. But Reddy is doing more than just scoring. He his game is just coming together right now since he's been back from injury.
2: Yeah, I thought he was exceptional against the Devils. He was great on the forecheck, and he had two passes that easily could have turned into assists. He had a great pass to Derek Englund, who was crashing the net, and Englund sent it wide, and that easily could have been a goal. And then he had a great pass to Tuck in the slot that Tuck uh, shot in the third period, and the goalie was able to fight it off, Kincaid. But I think either of those passes easily could have turned into a goal, given Patcher an extra point. So I think him and that second line as a whole is just playing
0: really, really well right now. Well, the England, the England one was—I mean, almost anybody else you would think uh, on the team would have scored. That's certainly not England's strong suit, but that—that's one of the passes where you would look and say, "Wow!" I mean, if you're when you're watching the game, he was able to spot him, find him at the far post, and hit him perfectly, right on the tape. It, it was a great pass, a great play. But just even though it wasn't a goal, listen, it came in a win. It's a good sign for where his game is right now. That he's not just, you know taking advantage of chances that he's getting. He's creating chances for others. He's, you know, he's all, all over the ice doing different things and be, being involved, uh, you know, 200 feet of ice up and down. He's, he's playing all over the place. So, you know, that is what the team wanted to see. And now you're seeing Stastny and Pacioretty together, as we said, only seven times this year. But that was what they envisioned, that they could be, you know, an effective line um, and really to be played with anybody. But I thought Tuck was the leading candidate for the beginning of the year. I thought he was going to be the guy that would play with them, and he's taking advantage of some of those opportunities as well and generating some for them. I mean, he they, they're all really just gelling together and playing well right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we call it that All-American line because they're All-American players, and they just seem to have easy chemistry. Stasny and Reddy obviously go way back in their Team USA days. Tuck is a younger guy, but you can tell how excited Tuck gets to play with these guys, these older, experienced players that he kind of looks up to. I mean, he talks. Tuck compliments Stasny's passing all the time. He loves Pacioretty's shot. And then he's just kind of there to be the grinded-out physical player who can get them the puck out of the corners. And we saw that on Pacioretty's game-winning goal against the Devils. Tuck goes behind the net, wins the puck, is able to shovel it out to Shea Theodore despite uh, getting tripped up for what would have been a delayed penalty, but the Knights scored on the play. (laughs) Theodore gets the puck, shoots it, it goes off Pacioretty and in and
0: you see exactly
2: how that line can work together on plays like that.
0: Yeah, and so Paul Stastny returns, he's back, he's he's really rounding into form. We mentioned Pacioretty as well. Uh, myself and Ed Graney did have a chance to catch up with Paul Stastny today. Uh, and we talked a little bit about that line coming together and how they're playing, and uh, here's a little bit of that conversation right now.
2: Finally, uh, to come back, I mean, at timeout, you're playing so well
3: now. I mean, are you playing where you wanted to be when you came back, are you— you know, how, how do you feel right now? Yeah, no, I feel good. I feel good. I think uh, it was good to, you know, get those games, get the little Christmas break, I think recharge and everything. But, uh, you know, it's, it, we've had a, a busy schedule, and I think more importantly, I think we're just happy to help the team win. I think we went through a tough stretch early in the season when, you know, when I got hurt there, uh, Patch was hurt, we'll Lose was Hall, Schmidt was yeah, out, yeah. you know, and, and obviously losing Schmidt I think was, was – was probably the biggest factor because I think that just kind of stabilized everything when we came back. But, um, you know, you wanted, you know, in the back of my mind, we wanted to be a 500 team until you came back, and we kind of hovered around that. And then I think we kind of, you know, found our, I don't know where I'm looking for years, but we kind of, you know, everyone kind of you know found their stride a little bit, and now I feel like we're playing good hockey and that you know, on different nights we have different lines stepping up, right. and, uh, yeah. or, and it's not even nights; it's almost segments where one line is good for five, six games. You know, and that right. takes a pressure off, and that takes a pressure, up, and, and right that, takes a pressure <laughs> off another line. But then the other lines are stepping up, but we're finding different ways to win. That's that's what good teams do: is is you rely on depth. You know, both goalies have been unbelievable for us, and um, you know we're playing good hockey. So even if we're losing games, I think we're losing. You know, we're losing games the way we want to lose. You know, if, if we're playing the style we want to play, I think we're happy whatever the outcome is. Helps,
0: awesome. thank Help. you. How were you so able to just kind of return from injury and jump right back into things like that?
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of work, a lot of hard yeah. work. Uh, you know, then you're watching, you're watching a lot, so you, you know you kind of learn different habits from different guys. But um, I don't know. I, like as I've gotten older too, I try to just worry about the small things. You know, like like a lot of people say, the process. But. Uh, don't look at the big picture, you know, because sometimes, you know, it could be frustrating a little bit, but, you know, come back from injury, I was just more excited just to be healthy, you know, and then after that first game, you know, I got my legs underneath me, then it was like, okay, now, you know, try to be good in face-off, try to get defensively, and then everything kind of, you know, comes together, and that's still my focus now that, you know, I've been back for a while is, you know, the last game's over with, we won, and now it's just instead of worrying about the next, you know, six games before the break, it's it's it's, you know, enjoy this day, you know, worry about tomorrow's game and then
0: tomorrow's game. Well, Paul Stastny playing really, really well right now. He's not going to be at the All Star game, but marc Andre Fleury is. He is on the roster. He was the only Golden Knight so far to make the roster, but certainly a well deserved uh, award or reward, I guess, for Mark Mark Andre Fleury in and the way that he's played.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think he was definitely the most deserving candidate on the Golden Knights right now. He's got a league leading twenty four wins. He's got six shutouts, and I think he you just watch him every game, he's playing really, really well right now. He's dialed in, and he's stolen this team some games in the first half of the season that they really needed.
0: Yeah, I know, you know, Gerard Milan and several of the other players keep referencing, you know, Mark andre is the best goaltender in the league. I get it. You're backing up your guy. I don't think he's been the best goaltender in the league, but he's been incredibly effective. And as you said, there's been games that he won kind of on his own. So I think, I think he's the right goaltender for this team. Uh, maybe some guys have played better. But, you know, he, he's, got, he's got a lot of the stats that are back it up and uh, certainly has the wins, the games played, the minutes, everything else. Um, he's been a stalwart for this franchise. Uh, but a well-deserved uh, all-star game appearance for Marc-Andre Fleury, his fourth uh, of his career, and keeps moving up the list of the uh, all-time greats as far as the numbers go among goaltenders in this league. He might have company there. We shall find out. It's really a challenge to the fans, I suppose, at this point. Jonathan Marshall was up for that last man voting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Every team gets one guy that's eligible to be voted into the All-Star Game. So Jonathan Marshall is one of eight players eligible to join the Pacific Division. I've heard pitches from numerous Golden Knights players trying to get him in. Braden McNabb was pitching him the other day. Uh, Ryan Reeves pitched to me the other day. Even Gerard Gallant said, we have a great fan base, so I really hope they can stuff the ballot box and yeah. get him in, which is kind of interesting. A challenge.
0: It's a challenge to the fans from Gerard Gallant. I thought
2: that was very interesting. Yeah.
0: Marshall is also an interesting
2: candidate to me. He wouldn't necessarily have been my first choice on the Golden Knights. He's certainly playing well this year. He's yeah. got 30 points, but Alex Tuck actually has more points than him in fewer games. Tuck is leading the team in points with 33. And as we've talked about, like that physical presence he brings, I think, is really great. I think overall on that second line, he's played fantastic, and I think he's been this team's best all-around forward probably the entire year. Now I get that he's maybe a little bit less established yeah, than younger. Marshall. This is his first like great year. Last year was a decent rookie year, yeah. and now he's really kind of taken that next step into being a really, really good player. But also William Carlson I think would be very deserving and also has a little bit more name recognition after well, his year last year.
0: And I think if you like, if you want to just base it on this year, it would be Tuck to me. I mean, I think he's been incredible. He's been a very important player, and he's a guy who I believe will make a lot of All-Star games in the future. But then you also say, well, maybe it's more about being established and being a reward for the past and that sort of thing. Well, then in that case, it would probably have to be Carlson. I would think so. Would be your choice to to reward him for what he's done in the past. Marcheseau, it was 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 a bit surprising to me. As you said, it was surprising to you. I, you know, I I thought, you know, that was maybe maybe the third choice of of guys on the team. But hey, listen, he's a guy who has. He has done it over a couple of years. He's not just, you know, a guy like Carlson who just flashed last year and now he's, you know, building off of that. Marshall has been a guy who's done it before. He has established a little bit in this league and and it's kind of a reward for uh for some things that he's done in the past as well. And and he's been pretty good this year too. So it's not like it's completely out of the blue. Uh, but you know, I, I think Tuck would have been my first choice to be that last candidate on the team. But a challenge now to the fans to get out there, put their votes in. Ryan Reeves said, Hey, I think the, the, the average roster uh, size, I think it's too tall. So I think we need to bring it down a little bit by putting Marcus. That's a very strange pitch. But that's a very Ryan Reeves pitch. It makes sense. That's
2: why they chose Jonathan Marshall clearly over Alex Tuck because <laughs> Tuck's so much bigger.
0: Yeah, that would have hurt the, the average size of the player. So, uh, yeah, if that's your if that's your criteria, then Marceau probably uh, is your guy. Well, the All-Star game is a couple of weeks away. Uh, right now, the Golden Knights have a chance to continue to build up points. I know, you know, they've still got the most games played in the division for sure. Uh, so it's not an apples to oranges comparison when you look at where they stand. But they're right there with Calgary uh, at the top of the division, and uh, I know that they want to take advantage of the way they're playing right now before that break because you know breaks can come at good times and bad times. The, the Golden Knights have said, "Hey, we think the Christmas break came at a really good time for us. We were tired; it really recharged us, and they've come out of the gates on fire." since taking that break but right now you know you kind of look ahead and you say man if they're still playing this way they're probably not going to want to go into that extended break around the all-star game and lose that momentum uh, so maybe it's not a great time for it but i think what they're looking at right now is hey there's a few more games left let's build whatever we can until then
2: right i think they're going to want to try to peak off of this and then get some rest after playing so many games it's kind of a packed schedule the early portion of this year but as i said they are playing really really well seven goals allowed in their last six games If you're allowing just over one goal per game, it's pretty hard to lose, especially (laughs) with the forwards they have on this roster, who you can expect scoring from multiple places in the lineup. And we've seen scoring from multiple places in the lineup the last couple games where the third line is scoring, the fourth line is scoring. And, of course, that second line, which is playing really exceptional, is scoring there too. So I do kind of get that feeling that they probably don't want the break to necessarily come in two weeks because they're playing so well right now. But they can use it to their advantage of, rest up after a very
0: packed schedule,
2: and then they're going to kind of coast more than some other teams down the stretch.
0: And if you look, you know, there's positives and negatives when you look at the standings and say, well, they've played more games than everybody else. It's a negative because other teams have more opportunities to build points. They have more games in the future. But at the same time, you're going to have a little bit more rest in the second half of the season because you've got a couple more off days that other teams don't have. And you also have had more road games than home games so that you're going to have a couple more home games where they've been incredibly good. I know they just got, got back to 500 on the road but at home, they continue to be an elite team in the league. So if they can continue that and keep winning keep winning at home, it's going to be beneficial to have all those home games in the second half of the season. So they have to be pretty thrilled with where they stand right now.
2: Yeah, I would have to think so. They've got a three-game homestand right now they're in the middle of. And they've got another three-game homestand after a brief road trip. Then after a quick four-game road trip in the beginning of February, they're going to be home a lot. Yep. They're knocking out a lot of these road games, and they're going to be able to kind of rest comfortably in their own beds, going down the stretch a lot, and they're going to be very well-rested and very dangerous for when teams come
0: to team Ole Arena. Not a whole lot of road trips and not a whole lot of chances for us to make easy Mac on the road. That's uh, that's the bottom line uh, for, where, for where we stand right now. I think that's the thing most people are concerned about uh, at this point for the Golden Knights. But building a lot of wins, they keep, they keep building points every single game, nine straight games with a point, another really long point streak at home, and it continues... Uh, with a game tomorrow at T-Mobile Arena, and then Thursday, right back at it. So, a busy week ahead. We'll have it all for you at ReviewJournal.com. And you can follow us all along on Twitter as well, at bennisgoats at DavidShaneLVRJ, I'm at AdamHillLVRJ. All that information available to you up there. After every game, you can watch us as well, and watch our live Facebook... Facebook Live? Facebook, Facebook live. live. Live Facebook. That's a new thing I'm inventing. Uh, Our Facebook Live Mailbag segments as well, which is coming up right now. Although it's before, if you're listening to this, you know where to find it, though. ReviewJournal.com and all of our Twitters. And we will talk to you guys again in about a week. Today's a Monday. We usually are here Tuesday, Wednesday, but a little earlier this week. So make sure you tune in and check us out and submit your questions to us for both here on the podcast and especially on the Mailbag. Anywhere that you can find us up on social media. Or email, or anywhere else, or just find us in person and yell questions at us. We don't care. We'll write them down. We will. We'll keep a notebook handy. Write them down. For Ben Goats, Adam Hill, our esteemed producer, Larry Mearswell, Well, we'll talk to you guys again very soon and follow along with the night's coverage at reviewjournal.com. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late.